What's good, everybody? What it is and what it ain't. It's your boy Ray with another segment. We are back on the podcast app. I repeat, we are back on the podcast app. And yeah, man, um, to get my daily notifications, you know, follow us on Instagram at Ray's Podcast. And if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, same thing as well at Ray's Podcast. But let's jump right into it. What it is and what it ain't. If you don't like what I got to say, join the debate now. We're just going to start it off first. Um, the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, they traded Clint Capella. They traded Clint Capella to the Hawks. Now, um, it was a lot going on in the trade. This was the biggest trade since um, 2000 when Patrick Ewing had to go to Seattle. Uh, the Hawks received Clint Capella and Nene. The Rockets get Robert Coverton, a guy who was all first team defense. Uh, two years ago when he was on Philadelphia, they ended up trading him to Minnesota to get Jimmy Butler. Now, Jimmy Butler is no longer on Philly. He's on Miami. Um, and then the Rockets also get Jordan Bell, who which they waived a second-round pick. Timberwolves. I think Timberwolves received a lot of great players here. They got um, they got Malik Beasley, uh, Jared, Jared Vanderbilt, Huchano, um, Herb Gomez, Edmund Turner, and draft picks. The Nuggets, they got Shabazz Napier, Gerald Green, Kaita Diop, in the first round pick, but they waive Gerald Green just because Gerald Green is hurt this year due to a tour ACL. Now, like I said, um, now the Rockets they don't have a um, they don't have a big man now. The Rockets do not have a big man. So how do I feel about the small ball? Okay, so their first game they was able to go up against the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, don't get me wrong, the Lakers are a huge team this year. Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, Anthony Davis. Everyone was making a lot of jokes. A lot of jokes about um, P.J. Tucker was going to be so worn out, was going to be so tired that he was not going to be able to withstand uh, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard. And to be honest, the Rockets won that game. They beat the Lakers. They won that game outright. Um, so that was a great that was a great wake up call to everybody. And after watching that game, uh, well, well, all right, I'll be honest. My first opinion when I saw them draft, I mean, when they first traded Clint Capella, I was like, ah, it's not going to work. I did. I'm going to be honest. I was like, it's not going to work because, you know, to win a championship, I believe you need to have a big man. That was one thing that I always was, um, I was always big about when I played basketball. Um, and I was blessed to get a big man in college. And, you know, I, that was possibly my best successful year in ba- years in basketball, as in winning-wise. Um, so I believe you need a big man. Shout out to my man Jackson Whitley too. Uh, so I believe you and Troy now, Reese. I believe you need a big man. You need a big man to win. So when I first saw the trade happen, I was like, ah, I don't know if it can work. Then I watched the whole game against the Lakers. It was a back and forth game. Uh, we're not going to get too into detail about LeBron just yet. I'm going to speak on LeBron in this segment. Uh, but right now we're focused on the Rockets. Um, it was a back and forth game uh, up and down in the fourth quarter. And the Rockets withstand and they won the game. So after the game, I started to really think about it. I said, well, maybe, maybe this can work for the Rockets. Maybe this can work for the Rockets, but it's all about who they match up against in the playoffs. Now, if they match up with Denver in the first round, I don't think the Rockets can make it past the first round against Denver. That's just my opinion. Um, I think it'll possibly go to maybe five or six games. I would say six games just because you got to respect Russell Westbrook and James Harden. But I don't think they will pass. I don't think they'll beat the Nuggets. Now, if they match up with the Blazers somehow, play the Blazers, I think they can I think they can do that. They can beat the Blazers. 
They can beat the Blazers if um, if they see them in the playoffs. If they play up against OKC, because as of right now, they're in the fifth seed. And OKC's in the sixth seed as of today. They can beat OKC. They can beat them. Uh, Dallas, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Dallas. But if they will match up with the Trailblazers or OKC in the first round, I think the Rockets would be all right. I think they'll get past in the first round. But it's all about... The second round, you know, that's where it gets tough. The, uh, each round in the playoffs, it gets harder and harder and harder. So that's my thing about the Rockets. But, you know, they ended up beating the Lakers. Uh, then the next day, after they beat the Lakers, they played up against um, they played against the Suns. But Russell Westbrook did not play. So they ended up losing to the Suns, getting, you know, killed. Um, not killed, but blown out or whatever you want to say. Then they played up against the Jazz. And um, then they lost by a game winner. To Boban. They lost a, a game winner, but Eric Gordon didn't play. So I think the Rockets have that talent. And by the fact that they acquired Ben McLemore and Robert Coverton, that is two great shooters. Um, you know, Ben McLemore, if you guys do not know, he used to play for Kansas and he played for the Sacramento Kings. Um, and Robert Coverton is that type of player. I don't even know why. I mean, well, I know why the Sixers went after Jimmy Butler and traded him, but I feel like they did Robert Coverton dirty, but. Robert Covington is now back on the type team that who's trying to go for a playoff push. He's trying to win a championship. So I think he has a lot to prove as well, you know. And if we're being realistic, the Rockets have the best score in the game right now. Say what you want. Say what you want. But it's true. The Rockets have James Harden. He's the best scorer in basketball right now who has an MVP. And then they have Russell Westbrook, who also won MVP over James Harden. So we can't count out Houston. But I will say, not having a big man directs straight to a red flag. Straight to a red, a red flag. So we'll see what the Rockets can do um, with the small ball. I still think it can work. But if they match up with Denver, or if they match up, if they see Denver, the Clippers, or the Lakers, I think they're in trouble. Honestly, I just think they're in trouble. Because, um, you know, but... That's just that on the Rockets, you know, what it is with Dave. If you don't like what I got to say, join the debate. Let me know how you feel about the Rockets and the small ball. That's my take on the small ball. Now I want to go to the Toronto Raptors. I want to talk about the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are now on a 15-game winning streak due to their win last night against Minnesota. Um, they played against Minnesota. It was a good game. Uh, Sergi Baca did not play. Um... D'Angelo Russell, it was his first game in a Timberwolves jersey. It was a high-scoring game, a high, high-scoring game. Both players was going, both teams was going back and forth. The Timberwolves was really trying to win this game. Um, the spread was 10. The spread was 10, then it moved down to 9. Um, somehow got the backdoor cover, maybe. But it was a back-and-forth game. And OG Ananobi, he went nuts. He had his career high in points. Um, how do I feel about the Toronto Raptors? Now, in my segment before the season started, um, if you guys don't remember on my YouTube video at Ray's Podcast, I would just bring it back up on here. I said that I thought Philly would be number one in the East. I'm going to be honest. and I'm going to be honest. That's, I just thought Philly was going to be number one. I thought Giannis was going to be number two. I thought Philly had something to prove due to the fact, you know, they lost by the game winner to Kawhi Leonard last year. But injuries played out, and the Bucks are just trying to go after Golden State's record right now. They're unstoppable right now. Can't wait to see how they play out in the conference finals. I'm not worried about the Bucks until the conference finals. But I said about Toronto, I said, we cannot put them past six. You can't. 
and people was laughing, you know, six six, you know, six guy and all that stuff for Toronto. But you you have to give respect to the Raptors. Whether Kawhi Leonard is there or not, they were always top in the East every single year. Every year, people talk bad about Kyle Lowry, but you say what you want. He's a great leader. And he's, now he's a champion. And he also did something in the playoffs. It's not like uh, Kawhi Leonard did everything and Kyle Lowry was just there. You know, um, Kyle Lowry went nuts, especially that game six against the Warriors. He went nuts. He was a leader scorer at halftime with 20 points. First player to, he broke, you know, there's always records being broken, but he's the first player to, what, to have that scoring outburst in the first um, in the first quarter? Gotta pay homage to Kyle Lowry. He's a leader, he's a champion, and he's a veteran. Stop disrespecting Kyle Lowry. Stop disrespecting NBA players, period. You know, but stop disrespecting Kyle Lowry. Then, you know, Pascal Siakam, he got paid a lot of money. People didn't believe that Pascal was should never got that much money. Then we saw in the beginning of the season when he started going nuts. 38, 33, you know, he had a couple 40 ball games and stuff like that. My man Brian Rouse asked me, do I think he'll be, um, do I think, do I, he said he asked me in the beginning of the year, do you think uh, Pascal Siakam will be a top five scorer in the league? At the time I said, yeah. But then Pascal got hurt. His averages went down. But it's all right. Pascal is still that dude. You know, they, they pretty much have the same roster from last year. They have the same roster. They still got Serge Ibaka, you know, who's been through it all. He's been through the fire with OKC. He's been through the fire now with the Raptors. And he's a, he's a champion. Champion. Like, you, that's something you cannot take away from anybody they are champs. They've been through the wire. They've been through the fire. They've been there before. They know what it takes. And the Raptors have been injured this year. Now, I'm giving you all the great stuff about the Raptors. I'm all, I am. They're second in the uh, East. Uh, the only team that have a better record than them um, is the Lakers and the Bucks. And now they, are, they have 40 wins just like the Lakers, just that they're 40 and 14 and the Lakers are 40 and 12. So basically, we're just going to buy the only team that basically has a better record than them, as in win-wise, is the Milwaukee Bucks. But, 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 there's always a but about this team. Um, now, when this 15-game winning streak, which is, imp- which is impressive, not taking anything away from them because... You know, winning 15 straight games is tough in the NBA. The NBA is very hard. You know, everybody's on the same level and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's very, it's, this, that's a great accomplishment for the Raptors. But they only beat three teams that are over 500. Three teams. So, um, and, and, and out of three teams, it was they beat the, twi- the Pacers twice, which was two great games. In Toronto was a great comeback. They were pop, they were down by 19, and uh, Serge Ibaka hit the game-winning shot. They came all the way back to win that game in Toronto. That was a great game by them. But they only beat three teams that are over 500. You know, they play teams like the Cavs. They play teams like the Knicks, you know, the Hawks, you know. Oh, and the other team that they beat was OKC. But other than that, all the other teams they beat are not playoff teams. Are not playoff teams. That's impressive. Impressive, but I'm not gonna say they're gonna put any pressure on the Bucks. You know, they should be able to beat the Timberwolves last night, which they did. They should be able to beat the Nets the next time they uh, in a couple more days when they play the Nets. They should be able to beat the Suns. 
And they should be able to beat the Pacers again, which will be in Toronto. So what? That's 15, 16, 17, 18. I see them going 18 straight. I, I, I see it can happen. I see it happening. But the test will be at home against Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Best team in the NBA on February 25th. 2020. That's the test. That's the test because I believe you can take down the Nets, even though the, the, the Nets, even though the Nets are playing good basketball without Kyrie Irving right now. But when Kyrie came back, you know, after Kobe, first of all, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, too. I have not even said that yet. Oh, man, rest in peace, Kobe. KB24, KB8, rest in peace, Kobe. When when uh, Kyrie Irving was there with the Nets, they was getting everything back together. You know, Kyrie's back hurt. Um, the Suns, you know the sons of the sons. They have. They're gonna be great. Time. They're gonna be great in a couple years. But no, I don't. The, the Raptors should beat all of these teams, and the Pacers are struggling now, which they're on a four-game losing streak. They lost last night to a game winner by Spencer Dinwiddie, which they should have won the game at home. Since Victor Oladipo has come back, you know it's kind of iffy, iffy. But I still think the Pacers they'll they'll figure it out. I'm not talking bad about them, but. The test would be February 25th at home in Toronto against Giannis. Show us. Show us, Raptors. Show us that you are a contender against the Bucks. Because even, you know, even right now, even that, even though that they're second in the East, I still think. They can't beat the Celtics. I still think they can't beat Miami. I still think they can't beat Philly. And this is no disrespect to Toronto. I was big on Toronto last year. I was big on the team. I I picked you guys, you know, to go to the NBA Finals. You know, y'all only needed that one piece. And now y'all got a a champion. Y'all got a champion. That, that That means a lot. Championship, that means a lot. Happy, that means a lot. You know, that gives you a different type of boost of confidence. Fred Van Fleet is that type of guy. And the Raptors are not even healthy. They're not. They're winning games when Kyle Lowry's sitting down, Fred Van Fleet sitting down, you know, Pascal being out for a couple games. Marcus Gasol still has not returned. They won last night against Minnesota without Serge Ibaka. So they're figuring out. They know how to win. That's what, when you win a championship and you get that far, you know how to win. But show me against the Bucks. I've seen a report saying that the, the Ravens are putting pressure on the Lakers, you know, like I just told you earlier, because the Bucks and the Lakers are the only teams that have a better record than them. But I'm just going to say right now, I'm not sold on the Raptors as of right now. I'm not disrespecting them. I'm not saying they're not good. But I'm not sold. They do have a great team. I knew that they were going to do. I, I didn't. I said we couldn't put them past six, but now they're, up, they're, they're number two. So, they already um, reached my expectations. So, we have to respect them. We have to respect the Raptors. We all do. But I just don't see them beating Philly, Miami, or Boston in the series. And it's no disrespect to them. But I'll say it again. That's just my opinion. You know, what it is and what it ain't. If you don't like what I got to (laughs) say, join the debate. Copy. Now on to... um, Another thing, uh, um, the Clippers and the, uh, and, and the Lakers, you know, um, the battle of L.A., I guess this is the, the biggest topic of everybody 
thing, who is the best team, who is going to win the championship, who is who has more dogs. So you know it's a it's a it's a big scenario about the Lakers and the Clippers. Now, I didn't expect the Lakers to be number one. I thought the Lakers was going to be like fourth, third-ish. Um, I thought the Nuggets was going to be number one. I thought the Clippers was going to be number two. I thought the Jazz was going to be number three. And then the Lakers was four. Or switching around with the Jazz and the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers was going to go this hard. I'm glad they are, you know, because they have something to prove. And we all know that LeBron is my favorite player too as well. But I'm not going to be biased here. I am not going to be biased here. LeBron James is my favorite player. I am still a Cleveland Cavaliers fan still to this day. <laughs> well, uh, well, I would say to this day. I'm still a Cavaliers fan to this day. But this is what I have to say about the Clippers and the Lakers. You know, the first two times that the Lakers played the Clippers, you know, the first game of the season, um, I wasn't too... I, I wasn't too... Um, mad about that you know being that you know people come up with the scenario that LeBron didn't show up in the fourth quarter Kawhi took over nobody could stop Kawhi how did the Clippers beat the Lakers without Paul George and then there were things saying when Kuz come back and uh that's why the Lakers lost that game and then you had the, some people saying well Paul George didn't play so what does that mean when Kuz come they'll exile or whatever or Paul George has the upper hand over Kyle Kuzma so you know that was a big debate right there wasn't too upset about that now Christmas game I'm gonna be honest I went into the Christmas game I'm like okay we're gonna have a show we're gonna have a show here Kyle Kuzma's back Paul George is back this is where it's at Anthony Davis even went on ESPN saying that we will see another LeBron James and the Clippers still came out to win that game now Patrick Beverly played a great part in that, um, the, the, the step back from LeBron. He swiped it off LeBron, off his fingertips, and that's how Patrick Beverly basically won the game for the Clippers. That defensive stop right there won the game, because who's to say we don't know if LeBron would have made that three or missed that three, but what we do know, Patrick Beverly, defense, defense. Now, um, they acquired Marcus Morris, a dog. A dog. Yep, they got him. He went all the way to New York, which is questionable to me because they already had Julius Randle and other people there, which had a lot of power forwards and stuff like that over there with the New York Knicks. But it worked out well for the Knicks. Um, now Marcus Morris is on a, uh, a championship caliber team. There were reports saying that the Knicks wanted Danny Green and Cal Kuzma for Morris. Now, I'm with Chris uh, Bouchard on this. I don't do that. If I'm the Lakers, I don't. You just you just have to take that L. Um, I'm guessing it's an L. I don't know if it's really an L because really, Danny Green is a champion. Kyle Kuzma was what 23, 24 years old. He's still molding into this way, and also he didn't even see training camp um, the beginning of the season just because due to his ankle injury when he was playing with Team USA. So I think you keep Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma, and also Danny Green is a champion. Champion, he still hold he still holds the record for most threes in the finals, which passing Ray Allen when the Spurs played the Miami Heat. A lot of people don't remember that. A lot of people don't remember that. And I'm not gonna call anybody young because I'm still young myself. 
but a lot of people don't even remember that. Danny Green played for the Raptors. Now, don't get me wrong. Danny Green be on that BBBSing sometime, you know, but that, it, I can't say BS. I, I'll just say it's a slump. I'll just say it's a slump because as a former, you know, player, you're not perfect. You're going to have shooting, bad shooting games, and Danny Green works out on his, his game every single day. You know, this man is a winner of all levels. You know, played at Carolina, winner. You know, one with the Spurs, winner. One with the Raptors, winner. He has a successful basketball career. I think you keep that veteran on your team. And I think you keep Kyle Kuzma and you mold him. He's playing with LeBron James. This is the best player in the world, right? You mold this young guy. I understand that Kyle Kuzma wants to get paid. I understand, you know, seeing things that Shannon Sharp said. You see Brandon Ingram about to get that max contract and maybe... Uh, Kyle Kuzma is thinking the same thing. He wants to get paid just like that. So every time he touches the ball, he wants to shoot. But you mold him because Kyle Kuzma is not scared of anything. So the Lakers lost on that by getting Marcus Morris. But you would you have the Lakers would have been giving up a lot more to get Morris. And of course, Morris he can shoot threes. Of course, he's a dog. Of course, you know he plays defense. And you just have to take that L. And it's tough because the Clippers picked him up. The Clippers picked them up. So as of right now, as of right now to this day, the Clippers on paper, on paper, have the upper hand than the Lakers. On paper. Now in a series, it's different. Why I say it's different? Because LeBron will not be, in the playoffs, LeBron will not be doing a whole lot like you know he won't be going to concerts he won't be like you know doing this he won't be social media he'll be completely locked in because obviously lebron james wants to win a championship and we all know how lebron is when it's championship time but by lebron doing that he still have players on his team that wanted more. You know, Rondo played great last night against the Suns. I don't know why everybody was saying, like, you know, it's so, it, it can be so, people can change on you so easy. You know, in the beginning of the season, everybody was like, Rondo was doing his thing. You know, then Rondo starts to get into a little slump, and it's all, ah, trade Rondo, trade Rondo. When Kuzma started playing good and he come back against the Clippers, everybody was like, oh, Kuz doing his thing. As soon as Kuz, Kuz have a couple of slumps, oh, trade Kuz, trade Kuz. Why are people saying that the Lakers need to make changes? Let me remind you that this team is the number one team in the West. The number one team in the West. It ain't like last year we talking about the Lakers when they're in 11th or 10th place and they're injured and people are trying to say make some trades just because they, they need to make something happen for All-Star. This team is the number one team in the West. They didn't need to make no changes. They didn't need to trade for anybody. If they wanted to pick up Darren Collison, cool. I mean, that's fine. Darren Collison's not coming back. I see they're working out Deion Waiters and they're working out J.R. Smith. You can bring one of those guys there. I would love to see Dion, but you can bring Jared Smith there, you know, but the Lakers don't need to be panicking right now. It's the regular season. Um, I, that's another thing I think people forget about, you know, of course you play every game serious, but I think when it's playoff time and it's the Lakers versus the Clippers, I think it will go to seven and I'm going to stand by what I always said. LeBron James has to play like, 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 like a Michael Jordan type. Like he has to take 
over that series. He has to take over that series because playoff Rondo is going to be there. Dwight Howard wants to get a ring. JaVale McGee, talk all the stuff about JaVale McGee, but when he played with the Golden State Warriors, you know, that boy looked good. I've been like JaVale McGee, especially the Nuggets days and the Wizards days, no matter if it was the Shaq and the Fool and stuff like that. I always knew that man could play basketball. Put him on a great team and he'll shine more. And we saw that with the Warriors. Now he's with the Lakers. You got Avery Bradley on this team as well. So you got veterans on this team. Now hold on, slow as well. That's good for the Lakers, right? That's good for the Lakers. But now let's talk about the Clippers. You know, I'm going to start off with the, with the, I guess, the backup guys. You know, you got your Michael Green. You know, worked his way up with Memphis Grizzlies into the starting position. And now he's with the Clippers. You know, you got Montrez. Then you got six-man Lou Will. Now you got Morris. Marcus Morris, then you got Paul George, then you got Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly, Shannon, mm, Zuba, who's still growing into his game. Still growing, he's young, but he's very talented. They have a lot of players on that Clippers roster. And they have dogs on that Clippers roster. And they feel like they can win now. Now, they got Magruder over there as well. Patrick Patterson over there as well. They have players over there. Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard. You know, there's things that saying that Kawhi, well, it's not things that saying that. There's a fact. Kawhi Leonard stopped the three-peat for the Miami Heat. Kawhi Leonard stopped Stopped the three P for the Golden State Warriors. Now, of course, it wasn't just him by being the only man stopping him because you also need the team. But, you know, that man, since I've been alive, you know, um, I was I saw the three P against the Lakers, but you know, I was young. I understand. I understand what was going on, but I don't really I didn't really understand what really was going on as much as I do now. So I witnessed a man stop a three P twice. Kawhi Leonard is that type of guy. The Clippers just put some pressure on the Lakers by getting Morris. It sucks that the Lakers could not get Morris because they would have to give up a lot. But it's even worse now that your backyard, the team in your backyard picked them up. Just added another body. Just added another body to switch off on Braun or switch off on AD. The Lakers have players, though. The Lakers have players, and as of right now, I'm going to say it right now, the Clippers have put some pressure on the Lakers. I don't know who's going to win, but I do know this. We have to see a different type of LeBron when they meet up in the playoffs. And I'm not too worried about the LeBron stuff that's going on right now. A lot of people talk so bad about LeBron. So bad all year. You know, you guys are going to, you guys are going to, you know, there's going to be a day when we wake up. It's going to be a day when we wake up. And LeBron James is no longer in the NBA. You know, just just, just remember that right now. There's going to be a day when LeBron James is not playing in the NBA anymore, man. You know, witness greatness. But, you know. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. They're always going to talk about LeBron, whether he do good or whether he do bad. You know, Skip Bayless, I like Skip Bayless, you know, but Skip Bayless always try to find something to go at LeBron. He always do. 
always, no matter if LeBron had five threes in a row, he said, oh, it's against this sorry team, or our defense is not that good against the Spurs, and when LeBron goes one for ten for three, he has something to say. It doesn't matter what LeBron does, they're going to talk bad about him. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it at this, and this is the last thing what I'm going to talk about with the Lakers and the Clippers. LeBron James has to play that. He has to be that type of player. He has to be that NBA Finals Bron, that mad LeBron against down 3-2 against the Celtics trying to get his first ring. We got to see that serious LeBron. I believe we will. And I'm just going to say I can't wait. So the Clippers just put some pressure on the Lakers. Copy. Do I think the Trailblazers will get into the playoffs? Dame is fighting. Dame is fighting. Dame is fighting. And don't get me wrong. They made that trade to get Trevor Ariza. They got Trevor Ariza. As of right now, the Portland Trailblazers are 25 and 29. Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, rookie of the year. Didn't matter. Zion played or not this year. I know people are like, ah, whatever. But I like John Moran, man. Like him. Very talented. Very, very talented. But the Memphis Grizzlies are 27 and 26. Do I think Portland would get in there? This might be the toughest thing for the for the next couple of years to come. Because um, we're just going to stick on this season. Then I'll get on to next season. But I think, I don't, you know... I think the Blazers could possibly get in there. It's not going to be easy, though. It's not going to be easy at all. You know, the Blazers play tonight against the Pelicans. John, I mean, not John Murray. Uh, Zion Williamson is playing tonight. You know, it's going to be in New Orleans. I think the Blazers can somehow get in there. You know, they got Melo. Whiteside is there. Nurkic is going to uh, come back in a couple of more weeks or after All-Star break. I think the Blazers will somehow get in there due to being that they're a veteran-type team. And we have to always believe in Dame. You got to believe in Dame. You can't disrespect the Portland Trail Blazers no matter how many years. We say that the Blazers are not going to make it. Or we say it's going to be tough for this person not to be an All-Star Dame and CJ always find a way. Cappy, they always do. So I think the Blazers will get in there. It's not going to be easy, though. It is not because the West is wild, wild. I'm always saying that the wild, wild West. Because, you know, being that next season, who is not going to make the playoffs? You know, the Warriors just got uh, Andrew Wiggins. D'Angelo Russell will be a four-year in with Carly Towns and Malik Beasley and them boys, you know. The Suns will try to make something happen. The Spurs know that they have to do something because, you know, they're, they're falling apart right now. You know, last night they just blew a 20-point lead against the Denver Nuggets in Denver, had the game without DeMar DeRozan, and still lost. Then you got the Pelicans. You know, they're going to come next year ready to be rejuvenated with the whole brand-new season with Zion Williamson, but they're still trying to make the playoffs right now. They're only 22-31, and... 31, and the Blazers are 25 and 29. Every game matters. Utah. Utah Jazz. 
you know, Utah was struggling. They was not even in the top eight at one point in the beginning of the season. But as I've always said, and since I've been watching the Jazz, they always figure out a way to get in that fourth or third seed. Every year, they, they, they start off slow and they just kick up. You know, they acquired Jordan Clarkson from my Cavs. Great pickup. And Jordan Clarkson has been over there balling. He's trying to make a case for six man, too. Trying to make a case for six men. Jordan Clarkson is balling. Utah's playing good. Um, it's all about the matchup. It's all about who Utah matches up with um, in the playoffs. Um, you know, they can never get over the hump against Houston. They always uh, lose to Houston. You know, this year, Houston does not, does not have a big man. You know, they won by the game winner two days ago against Houston, but Eric Gordon didn't play. So if they wanted to play against Houston in the first round, I feel like they will have a revenge. They'll have a vengeance of trying to get back to back at Houston because they lost the past two seasons to them. So that would be great. But if the Jazz play against the Clippers, Denver, or the Lakers, I don't see them getting past them. Donovan Mitchell's a great basketball player. He is. Rudy Gobert is a great basketball player. And they got... Bobano, you know, Bandana. They got, they got, you know, they picked up players. And they got Mike Conley, who's trying to come in his way. Who's trying to come in the way. Come in his way. You know, NBA All-Star break is coming up this weekend. We'll have a little segment on that uh, the, the later on at the end of the week. We're talking about that. Uh, I'll give my predictions on who I think I'll be winning, who I think be winning certain contests. Shout out to uh, Devontae Graham, Riley's Finest, being in a three-point contest. You know, I wanted my guy to be an all-star, but, you know, it's, you know, the, it's the all-star. Speaking of the all-star, since I said something about that. Um, now, people, uh, well, not people, it was, just, it was a couple, couple, couple of guys, a couple of guys were mad at my comment where I said that the NBA uh, didn't do a bad job with picking the all-star team. Now, people believe that Devin Booker should have got in and Bradley Bill should have got in. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with everybody on that. But every year, there's always people that's going to get snubbed. Every year. Every year, there's always somebody that's going to get snubbed. Every single year. Now, don't get me wrong. Bradley Bill and Avery Bradley are the first two in their category to, you know, their type of statistic. I mean, yeah, stats and stuff like that. Uh, being those type of guys and scoring 28 points and shooting 45% over the three. Now, don't get me wrong. That's, that's, that's a tough argument to have those guys to not be in the All-Star game. But... Who are you going to switch out? Who are you going to switch out? You know, because Trey Young, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. We can't talk about the rosters. We can't, I mean, we can't talk about um, people got picked up due to their only winning. Now, Lou Will tweeted something very good. He said they got to figure out what they want to do. And, and, if, and, and I understand that because it's not, they're not basing it off wins. They're not basing it off. You know, uh, they're not basing it off wins because, you know, Trey Young is in there and I think his record is worse than the Wizards. But Trey Young is balling this year, you know? He is. And, and I think the fans vote for the starters, if I'm not mistaken. So we're just going to do the reserves because the, star- the starters are solidified. We can't, we can't say anything about the starters. So we're just going to do the reserves. Bradley Bill. 
right? Chris Middleton. You know Middleton is going to be an all-star. Plays for the Bucks and Middleton. This is what is his second year. Middleton is that type of player. He plays very great. Bam. Bam's having a great year with Miami. Now, if you want to say you want to take out Bam to put in Bradley Bill, I'm not mad with you on that. I'm not, I can't disagree with you on that. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to be an all-star for a long time. A long time, whether you guys like it or not. He's going to be an all-star in the East. Jimmy Butler is an all-star who should have been a starter, but we're not going to get into that. Jason Tatum is an all-star. He is. Jason Tatum is an all-star. Kyle Lowry. Talk bad about Kyle Lowry all you want. He's going to be an all-star. And he's playing like it as well. Sabonis, first year with the Pacers, balling out. He's going to be an all-star. So who are you going to take out to put in Bradley Bill? If you say, bam, I can understand that. But then again, I'm like... Bam is going nuts this year. He's going crazy for his stats this year. And I picked him to win most improved on my YouTube video. If you think I'm lying, go look at my video my early season predictions. As the season went on and I saw how my man's Devontae was doing, I was cheering for him because that's my guy. But, but before the season started, I had Bam winning most improved. I felt like they got rid of Whiteside and they put all of it on him and gave him the keys. And, you know, Jimmy Butler's over there like, do the, do the thing. Do the thing. Here you go. Do what you got to do. We want you to be that player. Now, that's just on the East. Please, 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 please reply back to me on Instagram about this at Race Podcast because this is a big thing. You know, now Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Who's playing like an all-star? Who should be an all-star? I'm not saying that he's not. Do you have Devin Booker making it over Damian Lillard? No, I don't. Do you have him making it over Nikola Jokic? No, I don't. Do you have him making it over Russell Westbrook? No, I don't. Do you have him making it over... Brandon Ingram, you can have a debatable case on that, but I see why Brandon Ingram is all-star this year. I mean, look what he's doing. I'm not even talking about just the winning side because we can't talk. We can't bring that into this argument. You can't bring that into this argument because Trey Young has a worse record than everybody. But Trey Young was picked by a starter by the fans. So that's what I'll say back to you. He was picked by the fans. So we have to only do the reserves. This is my second time saying that again. I'm just plugging that back in there in your head just so you can know why I'm saying what I'm saying. So we have to only stick on the reserves. Do you see Devin Booker making it over Rudy Gobert? I mean... I would see why somebody would be like, yeah, hell yeah. Because, you know, Devin Booker scores a lot of points and stuff like that. But Rudy Gobert, he does not score a lot like Devin Booker. But he scores, which he's improved on over the years. He gets rebounds. And he's every year in the uh, Defensive Player of the Year area, which he won the award last year. So I see why Rudy Gobert is in there over Devin Booker. Now, this leads to the last one. I left this last person, you know, because I had a debate also on my podcast. Who's better? Who would you take right now? 
Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? Right? Donovan Mitchell is, all, is, is a first-time All-Star. And, of course, most people would say they will take Devin Booker. Now, to that, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad I'm not mad at that if you, if you was to say that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. I'm not. That's a good argument. We can go back and forth. But I know why Donovan Mitchell is an All-Star. You know? I know why the coaches picked him in there over Devin Booker. So, it's a tough... It's a tough it's tough every year. Everybody's going to feel like they got snubbed. Like, I even saw a report saying that DeMar DeRozan, uh, the, they saying that he feel like he got snubbed. Like, you know, every year somebody's going to feel like they got all-star snubbed. It's going to happen every single year. Everybody can't make it. Now, should they expand? Um, I agree with that. Or should they pick the best top 25, as Carl Anthony Towns said, because he believed he got snubbed. But come on now, Cat, you missed a couple of games. You missed a couple of games due to injury. You know, they didn't put you in there. Kyrie Irving's not even an all-star. Kyrie had a lot of votes. You know, you guys missed a lot of in- you, you know you like you guys missed a lot of games. So it's it's tough for Brent uh, for for Bradley Bill and Devin Booker. It's very tough. I do believe that they are all-stars. I do believe that they are great basketball players. And some people in here we can say the debatable that I guess as in guard watchers, you gotta compare them to guards. You know, because they're guards. I'm not going to compare them to big man. The Donovan Mitchell and Rudy go, um, Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker conversation is, it, it can go far. It can go far because, you know, but you're going to say, people will say that Donovan Mitchell came to a, a better opportunity with the Jazz, you know, due to the fact that they was already a playoff team. Gordon Hayward left, so he jumped right in. But I will go in there and say, yes, he did jump right in. But that man came in his rookie season averaging 20 freaking points. 20 points. That's tough. That's tough. 20 points. That's tough. So that's just it right there with the all-star situation. You know, people are always going to believe that they get snubbed every year. But I will say, I I, I feel for Bradley Bill and, and Devin Booker. I do. I feel for them. I really do feel for them. But that is just one segment off for the day. I appreciate you listening. Right now, I do. I really do. Now that you're here this far, um, would you please follow me on Instagram at Ray's Podcast and also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ray's Podcast. A lot of content will be coming up. I'll have another segment coming out today, so be on the lookout for it. Um, I also get picks. I also get picks, so that's a that's a little hit right there. I'll be giving my picks. In my podcast as well. And we'll talk about the games tonight. We'll talk about the games tonight. You know, we got we got the Clippers versus Philly. We got the Bulls versus the Wizards. We got the Blazers versus the Pelicans. We got the Spurs who are on the back-to-back against OKC. And we got the Celtics versus the Rockers. So be on the lookout for later. I have I have another segment coming out. Appreciate you listening right now. I really do. I really do appreciate it. And tell a friend to tell a friend what it is and what it ain't. If you don't like what I got to say, join the debate. Copy.